0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, February 28th. Let's jump into today's top stories. UMass Lowell will not renew AD Peter Casey's contract, which is set to expire in August, per College AD. Yahoo's Ross Dellinger observes that expanded college football playoff puts at risk the Army-Navy game's future as a standalone event and its relevance in the CFP's selection of the 12-team field, issues that concern the game's stakeholders enough for one to have penned a letter to CFP leaders earlier this month. There are two sticking points in particular that concern the game's stakeholders. First, bowl season officials and their TV partner, ESPN, are exploring moving up the start of bowl games to the second weekend of December to free up television windows for the four first-round CFP games scheduled for the third weekend of December. Second, CFP leaders are examining how to consider the game, which kicks off six days after CFP selections are made, since the new format allows an AQ spot for the highest-ranked group of five champion. Army West Point AD Mike Buddy said, It's tricky. I don't envy the decision-makers. I'm a realist. I understand there's a lot of money and a lot of games to be played, but I still think Army-Navy transcends the sport of college football and has for decades. Navy AD Chet Gladchuck adds, there is still some uncertainty with all of that right now, but our hope is they will be respectful to the fact that that is America's game. It's special nationally and special to our troops all over the world. Gladchuck also asserts, we aren't moving the game. If the Army-Navy game is critical to the selection process, let us play the game in the spirit it represents. Someone will have to be on hold, but most of us through the course of the season only have five days to prepare for an opponent anyway. Knight Commission CEO Amy Privet-Perko has released a statement regarding the college football playoffs new media rights deal, which is reported to be worth $1.3 billion per year, noting. The Knight Commission reaffirms its 2020 recommendation that the sport of FBS football should be governed by a new entity, separate from the NCA and funded by CFP revenue. This change would benefit the sport of FBS football, providing a single leadership structure to couple authority of revenue administration with authority over rules administration. The new structure should also include meaningful football athlete representation and independent directors to provide unbiased and expert input. A separate FBS football-centric structure would also allow the NCAA to better support and concentrate on the sports for which it conducts championships. Perko goes on to share three minimum changes the Commission should make to recognize the CFP monies for what they are, FBS football's exclusive and unrestricted revenue distribution plan. First, the CFP should annually reimburse the NCAA for all national costs related to FBS football, such as catastrophic health insurance, rules enforcement, and legal costs. Second, the FBS should no longer be counted in the NCAA's revenue distribution formula since the NCAA does not operate the FBS football championship and receives no revenue from the sport. Finally, FBS conferences and institutions receiving CFP revenues should adopt the principles included in the Knight Commission's C.A.R.E model framework. Alabama AD Greg Byrne joins the next round to discuss several topics, including the challenges of NIL and the possibility of student-athletes becoming employees and says the current model is unsustainable. And we are passionate about having broad-based programming here at the University of Alabama, having the Olympic sports, supporting the Olympic movement, that's not just the University of Alabama, and it's something that we need to create a model soon. We need to make sure we do everything we can to put them all together that allows intercollegiate athletics at our level to be sustainable for the long haul because everything has regulations in some manner. And we need regulation, you don't need over-regulation, but we need regulation in this. Asked about student-athletes becoming employees, Byrne talks about the importance of allowing student-athletes to grow, develop and make mistakes during this period of their lives, saying, I don't think it's just as simple as saying, make them employees. I don't think that at all. But what I do think is to create a model for college athletics that we all know what the rules are, that we all can follow those rules and having some guardrails in what's taking place from an NIL standpoint, it's going to be very important for that. TCUAD Jeremiah Donati to local media today said, I'm not involved in the negotiations of the CFP extension, but it feels as though there's two conferences trying to stack the deck versus everyone else. That's potentially going to create competitive inequity that I don't think is good for college football. I don't think fans want that. That's really disheartening. Hopefully it doesn't work out that way, but it seems like that's the direction we're going in. The Conference Commissioners Association, CCA, is proposing a change to the football NLI signing calendar which would include a three- or seven-day window beginning the last Wednesday in June, a second three- or seven-day window that opens the Wednesday following the last regular season contest, and a third window that runs from the first Wednesday in February through April 1st. Also up for discussion is what to do with recruiting in December, with options ranging from instituting a dead period to extending the contact period through the weekend before Christmas. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the D1T and 5 for Wednesday, February 28. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.